Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's go to Las Vegas, baby. What's up, homie? What's up? What's up, boys? Trista uh, Crick. Kenny, is he he's uh, taking a sabbatical? Yeah, we're missing Kenny today, man, but uh, he should be back with Am us too, later. Is it too dark in here? Because it's kind of like in the sports book. I'm trying to find. This is probably where, where are you? Are you are you? I'm in the holding my Mandalay Bay. Are you on like a selfie stick or are you just holding your ear? Oh, no, I love no, this. you know, it's oh, oh, oh you must look. You must look crazy to passerbys. Like, no, this, I don't care. This is a whole vibe. Like, I, I love all of this. I love the outfit. I love the big sweater. Thank that's you. that's fire. You look, you, you, you look fire. Vegas, Vegas, Trista is the truth. I just need you to land the Miley Cyrus dress, and we'll be. I need it. The, Both of them. The the Miley Cyrus dress, which is clearly a tribute to Tina Turner. I need, I need, I need that. Like, could you imagine first round of the playoffs? And I just show up with you guys, arm in arm, you know, lots of bling with that Miley Cyrus dress. How the haters will lose their damn minds. Oh, they'd lose it. Yeah. You got to You got to <laughs> do the lotioned up. You got to do the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do that. I meant me. I didn't I know, mean No, no, anybody. I got you. No, I got you. You got to do the 80s hairstyle, too. You got to do the, oh, the thing yeah. that Miley did. Yeah, she was she was she was killing it at the Grammys. I was all for it. Yeah, she's great. I don't know how Taylor Swift wins album of the year when her album came out two years ago. Didn't it come out in 2022? It could have come out if it came, and I don't know when it came out. If it came out at the end of 2022, that could be how. Because SZA technically came out at the end of 2022. I see. SZA came out in December. SZA gets a pass. SZA came out in December, and I thought SOS was going to win. That's that's the album that I thought was going to win. I mean, you knew it wasn't because it was oh. going up against Taylor, and there's a lot at play there. There's, I mean, maybe, maybe she doesn't win it if Taylor's not in like charge of the universe right now. She is, yes. You know, it's interesting. Really quick on Taylor. So my friend said uh, today he took a political survey, like he gets paid to take these like surveys, and the it was a right wing political survey on whether if Taylor Swift decided to endorse and get girls to vote, whether they think she would have them vote Democrat or Republican and whether they would actually do what she said. So the right wing is terrified of the power of T-Swift. As they should be. I thought it was interesting. As they they should should be because she could. Yeah. Um, and that's she not, can embolden and, and, and mobilize yeah, millions. I want to be clear. That's not the best thing. Like, I, I hate that about, like, everything is we rely on these endorsements from people who we don't know what they understand about politics at all. But that's just kind of the way we Where are. is Jaw? How can he make sense of this? 
No? Don't remember <laughs> that? Got okay. <laughs> you, Everybody's aware of what I was doing, right? I don't know. Well, we'll find out here shortly in the chatty house. We'll find out here shortly. Okay. How's Vegas so far? How long? Like, when do when did you get there? Were you there got for the festivities on, last night? Got in on Sunday. No, we did the show from Mandalay Bay. We're in the BetMGM Sportsbook poker room in the Mandalay Bay. So it's it's the best MGM Sportsbook on the strip, which is dope. The setting, as you guys can see, this is where uh, the backdrop of our show is. A little empty right this second, but it'll fill up. And then um, we'll do the show from 4 to 8, your time, our time. And that is Monday through Friday. So I did the media, the media day. Okay. Okay. That's Although I would have to. Would have loved that. Would you have asked a serious question or a stupid question? Or no stupid question? Que- stupid oh. question. Yeah. Okay. I remember when I, uh, one of my favorite things I did covering the Super Bowl was the Minneapolis Super Bowl. It was... What was that? That was Philly. That was that was uh, Eagles Patriots. And I told them all I was like, I asked a bunch of like set up serious questions, like really like, you know, X's and O's. Da, da. And I was like, yeah, finally, I just wanted to get your thoughts on um, the recent reports that um, there's some malfunctions with uh, the arena. There's going to be um, a possibility, a strong likelihood that there, you're going to have to play the Super Bowl with the roof open. It's supposed to be negative 16 degrees on Sunday. Just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I made it up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and like, I remember Kyle Van Oy was like, oh, no, like, that's just not going to work. Like, or they're going to have to fix that. No. And some other ones were like, oh, it's cool. We play in cold weather in Foxborough all the time, blah, blah, blah. And then I did, I probably asked, I asked Jason Kelsey, I asked probably 30 players. That was my one mission during the media availability was to get everyone to respond. And then I was like, they gave me some BS answer. And at the end I was like, I'm just kidding. And they're like, thank God. I didn't want my family to get through, like go through that. I didn't want to go through it. It was great. Are you, you have a chance? Google it. Are you leaning uh, in any direction for Sunday? Oh, I thought, yeah, I am chiefs. I've taken, oh. I've taken chiefs money line. I've taken chiefs minus seven. I, Chiefs minus seven is actually plus three twenty, depending on the book that you go to. So I did that. That was one of my very first bets. Oh, I think there's just no scenario to me where Mahomes doesn't win, unless there's a defensive touchdown for the Niners, and I don't think that's impossible. Mm-hmm. But Mahomes under oh, wow, we got a Cowboy fan with a Husky walking through the sports book right now. That is incredible. Well, we anyway, need, is there a way we could see it? Yeah, because yeah. this is this is the beauty of you being so mobile today. Is we could just we could just take a tour around the Mandalay Bay. We could go see Michael Jackson. Well, yep, there y'all it is. Y'all thought I was playing. Nope, there, y'all there it thought is. I was playing. Yep, no, it's a, a beautiful. Dog. What a fit! Just a tremendous fit. I'm yeah. on uh, with thirteen twenty yeah. ESPN yeah. right now. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a he's got a harness. That's oh, he's got a cowboy ride. harness. Yes. Oh, that is a real okay. Yeah, it's a All real right. one. That's I'm with a it. Real one. I'm with it. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. See, but you're at so, Mandalay uh, Bay. You should go see the Michael Jackson show while you're there. I saw Bruno last night. For real? Yes, yeah, saw Bruno. Got the got no plug. Just went on. Uh, just went on StubHub. Wow. We got eleventh row seats for that boy. Wow. Me and the crew. My co-host, a good friend from D.C., came out. Uh, she's walking Emma. God bless her heart. Mm-hmm. 
And we, we saw Bruno, he took our phones. So we had to watch with like, you know how they do at the comedy show and mm -hmm. they close it down and magnetize it or whatever so that we could just watch him. He came on no, no opening act. Came on at 9.01. Show started at nine. He came on at 9.01, 24 karat, and then shut it all the way down, 11 on the dot, uh, the encore, uh, Uptown Funk. Oh, that's And he phenomenal. did incredible. And the way that he, you know, got through different outfit changes and everything is he had his band and the band was awesome. They all had solos. Mm -hmm. So they all had these it's huge orchestral type vibes. Um, there was like a battle of the saxophone versus the electric guitar. They did like Willy Wonka. It was like really big. And another guy did Mozart on the keys. And so he kind of gave them a moment to shine while he was like cooling off. He got on the, on the keys himself and played all of the old songs that he's written. And it was like a game called like, do you remember this song? And he was like, yeah, there was this, there's this one song I remember writing. It was just passionate, romantic. And he's like kind of joking around, like gapping and like, tell me what's the passionate song we want to know. I like passion. And it was like, bah, 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 bah. You see you traveling around there with, and you're like, oh, this guy's a clown. This guy's an absolute clown. So it was an amazing show. That's awesome. He he, yeah, did every. He played multiple instruments. He I, I've seen him once before, but it was worth worth every penny. Yeah, I'd love to see him again. I saw him at the goal. I'd really like to see Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. That's who I'd like to see. I'd like to see them together. Uh, that's awesome, though. I didn't realize Bruno was still there. That's fire. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. He's here. I think three shows this week. Okay. So yeah, it'll be, it'll Man, be them, 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 them residencies who landed that Super Bowl weekend and the weekend before Hey, salute. Y'all did that. Yeah. Y'all did that. All right. So you're leaning towards the chiefs. Okay. Right. Not lean. I've, I've done it. I'm I've, there's no, lean. you're all in, you're all in on it the is chiefs. Stamped. Okay. chiefs minus seven has been stamped. Okay. Has been stamped. There is no changing my mind. Okay. All right. I don't see the problem for me that I can't wrap my head around is this. Defensively, the Chiefs have been just so good mm -hmm. on the back end, getting pressure, but just really like in coverage, they've been awesome. So I'm wondering, and listen, like if anyone can do it, it's the Niners, right? They can, they're, they're, Rough against the run, so you give the ball to Christian McCaffrey 20 times. That's kind of the way that you have to think about it, hoping for a higher-scoring game. We had, we had Evan Giddings on last night um, to talk about how he thinks the game script should go, and he thinks a higher-scoring game favors, favors the Niners. But listen, the way that the Bills did it, they could have won with a last, you know, whoever gets possession last if you trade blows. That's how you're going to have to do it is three and outs. You're going to have to take, you know, going to have to take advantage of every opportunity that you have and you can't allow the Chiefs to, to run away with it. Like you just can't do that. If they score first and Brock Purdy shooketh at all, then in the first quarter, and I know he's come back before and that's his thing, but against the Chiefs, I think opponents in general, they almost like psych themselves out. People get almost scared by the myth and the lore of Patrick Mahomes, the Zebras and Travis Kelsey. Hmm. 
I mean, that's all that's 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 all completely fair. But with a lot of members, I mean, these two teams did play in the Super Bowl four years ago. And as someone who had to sit through a rewatch with two 49ers fans and Kyle Matson and, and, and Kenny Carraway on Friday, they'll all point to the Jimmy Garoppolo 30 and 10 play. They'll all point to the fact that it seemed like the 49ers had them. And the reason that they didn't is because they gave them an opening. If I'm the 49ers, if I'm like the Nick Bosa's, the Trent Williams, perhaps most importantly the Kyle Shanahan's, I could instill a decent amount of confidence into this team going, yeah, this team is really good against everybody else. But we've got a couple of difference makers on our team who could change the outcome of the last time we were here. thousand percent. I think the, the Chiefs are vulnerable for like three quarters and change. Mm. And then something always seems to happen. You always feel like you're right there. Maybe you're the better team. Maybe you had them. And then there's like one play. There's one drive where something fluky happens. You've made a mental error. A ref, you know, a call goes against you. Something suspect happens and the Chiefs find a way to take that and use it and get a win inexplicably. That's what I think is like their their greatest attribute is that they – shouldn't win a lot of these games and they still find a way to, which is, I think if you're the other team or the other team's fans is the most frustrating thing of all. I'm going 49ers and Christian McCaffrey. 49ers win. Christian McCaffrey's the MVP. That's how I think they do it. Um, Christian McCaffrey. You know what you should do is if, if Christian McCaffrey becomes the MVP, he's probably scoring three times. Hmm. It's nine to one for him to score three times. It's four to one for him to be the MVP. So you might as well bet on him to score thrice. Okay. I won't bet, but That's like I get it. I'm I know you I'm don't down. bet, but if I, you know, I am on the show for betting. Oh. So. That's a news that's a news flash Ish. to a lot of people Ish. right well, now. I am inside inside. How's you, the chatty house doing? What are we what are we up to? Chatty House is vibing. Yeah, Chatty House is vibing. We 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 kicking it. Whenever Casey's not here, we just kind of ride together and we just talk. We don't even. We talked about this earlier. We're not media. We're just we're just vibes. We just kick it. I love that. And that's all we do. The thing I love about you guys is that, and I really struggle with this. We're gonna have a little. um, We're gonna have like a little uh, confession time. I actually think I'm a better host when I'm a guest. Does that make sense? You know. Sure. You can like you, you you're better, more comfortable steering a conversation when you're when I'm not actually yeah, yeah. in charge of steering it. I got you. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you guys are incredible at letting me do that, but also doing it yourself and having this flow. When I have to steer and I'm like the one hosting an interview, I like there's just so much going through my brain that it can get a little more like question answer question answer. So I'm like in 2024 2025, I strive to be y'all. I really do. It's, it, the, 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 rule number one to be D'Lo and Casey is just vibe. And rule number two is remember that this isn't 1990s radio. Like, no one is – like, people got the result of the game. People saw the box score. It got pushed to their phone the second the buzzer went off. Nobody cares about that. They're here for the conversation. They're here for the talking points. They're here to see the guy in the uh, – or at least those on the stream are here to see the guy in the Cowboys – uh, outfit with 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 the husky in in the Cowboys Walker like that's that's just part of like this business is so personality driven and 
If Thank just, God for that, folks, because I don't know if I'd survive otherwise. Like, I'm not sure. What do you No, What do you mean? What you, you could if be it wasn't a personality based business and we had to be buttoned up. I talked about But you're Jeff super smart, though. Today. Well, that I OK. I don't they know how that happened. On Memphis, they asked me on Memphis Radio if Steph would throw the, the three-point contest so that Sabrina could win it. And I said, no, not this year. I don't think he can do that. He's been already been put in a limelight of a submissive role, given the fact that um, Aisha went on national morning t- TV and said that he asks her for foot picks. And then he's got a foot fetish. No one asked for it. I guess like Chattios probably doesn't didn't know they wanted it. Now they probably still don't. And no. and I said, you know, if, if a man if a man is is looking for feet photos, there's something inside him that there's a power dynamic there. And I don't think outside of the whatever he's gonna want to secede power to Sabrina Ionescu in the three point cut. All of that to say, See. if I wasn't allowed to do that, I'd be fired. No, this is I good. can't stop it. I well, can't. I can't not do it. Good for you, because I probably just would have said, "Yeah, there's no way he's gonna let a Nike athlete beat him." But you went exactly. a different direction. You just, you just, you just, we we choose different paths in getting the same point across. But that's fine. Yeah, that's what makes it beautiful. Your mind goes one way, my mind goes another, and we're like, "Wow, that was actually an interesting." that I hadn't considered yet. See, but where I think you're very wrong about what you offer is you're really, really sharp. When you get past like the personality stuff and the fun stuff and the foot fetishes or or the pause jokes and all of that, when it comes to just the game of basketball or the game of football, like you're you're as you're as smart as they come. If you had to be, you could. But that wouldn't be Trista Crick. That would be that would be corporate Trista, which we experienced once and never experienced it again. We realized we can't do the show from the office because there's no. just something about no. the air in there where it's yeah. like, ah, yeah, ah. It doesn't work. It doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, see? Yeah. That's that's right. It's like nineteen thirties gangster radio. That's 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 what it is uh, right there. Um <laughs> we're two days away from the trade deadline. You are you hearing anything at all? Well, I had Jake Fisher on Saturday for the Monday episode. I don't know if you listened to it, but it feels like it's going to be a very dead deadline. Not a lot. I think the buyers are frustrated. Sellers, there's limited amounts of them with, you know, quality players. So they're going to try to squeeze buyers for more value than these players are really even worth. And then buyers will say, you know what, maybe I'm good. And then you guys mm-hmm. can sit with your toxic assets. You can, you can cheat Angelo Russell. You can have DeJounte. And I liked it a lot. He balled the other night like really played well and that team fun when they're clicking but I don't need to give you two young players and two first round picks for DeJounte Murray Mm -hmm. I don't need to do that I can just wait for the summer our season's probably over anyway we were making a marginal move to try to make our fan base excited for the last third of the season so no I mean you'll probably get the guys on expirings moved right you'll probably get like the Kelly Olenek they'll go guys that are at the peak of their value might go like a Colin Sexton I can see getting moved I talked to Tony Jones about that. He thinks that's a possibility. Um, so I see that. But in terms of like, I can't believe that traded Clay Thompson. Like no chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely no way. I don't think Andrew Wiggins gets moved. I don't think Kaminga gets moved. I don't think, I don't think, and we talked about this many times. I don't think the Kings do a thing mm-hmm. at all. Because like, what are you getting back? What, 
what are you doing to make the move? And then how much better does it really make you? Is there any difference makers there? I don't think so. You've got all the difference makers have already been moved. Dame Lillard moved. Uh, James Harden moved. Terry Rozier, lesser so moved. So well, the Toronto guys, guys we, too, like those deals. Yeah, are already OG done. Pascal yeah. moved. You're you're right. So the four or five guys that we really thought were could be moved right now. Like if we were waiting on James Harden to be traded right now, that would be huge. That would be a huge development, even though we knew it was Clippers. We were waiting for Dame to be traded to the Heat right now. That would be we would be a buzz, <laughs> as they say. But I think kind of all of it's all of the air has been taken out because no marquee players are forcing forcing their way out. Yeah, with the Warriors, you mentioned Wiggins, Clay, all of that. Do you buy, we were having this conversation right before you joined us, do you buy the Warriors at all improving three or four games and getting to maybe the upper part of that play and maybe in the eight or nine range? Or are you out on them? Anything is possible. And when they play really well, when you see those flashes, you see what they can be when Kaminga is really, really clicking, right? When he's got 23, 24 points, athletically looks like he's hard to defend. You know, when Steph hits 10 threes, they're going to win games when Steph hits 10 threes. But there's also a lot of games where Steph goes, you know, or, or not. three first. I think yeah, he, I think he just scored 60 and they lost. Tough. It's a tough situation tough. for Steph right That's now. That's wild, you know? yeah. You just got to rely on those feet picks. And so Ma'am. to get you through the night, you know, the cold through, you know, cold nights on the road. So, no, I don't I don't buy it, but I don't sell on it either, right? If you told me the, the eight seed, I wouldn't be like, oh, I can't believe that that happened. But I'm not banking on it either. And then the question really is, what happens in the offseason when yeah. Steve Kerr is going to want $15 million Yeah. Because – all the other scrubs have gotten 15 million. So why not me and my four championships mm-hmm. plus the ones as a player? If you're not giving me my bread, I'll just go ahead and go home. And then if you're the Warriors and you don't have the continuity of a head coach that's been there through the entire reign, I mean, that you might as well pack it up into a suitcase. You're not having a first time head coach or a new head coach, even a Kenny Atkinson. He's not taking over this team, mm-hmm. even though he's kind of been, it feels like he's kind of been in the, in lying in the weeds as a succession plan to me, why would he turn down those other jobs? No, Kenny Atkinson's not bringing the Warriors back Mm -hmm. to a place of dominance to me when the issue really is the, the age of the players, how much they've declined, the youth not really being able to be what they thought that they could be. The whole two timeline approach to me feels very flawed. And we've been saying that they got one ring with the two timeline. So bad on me. But since then, I'm not convinced. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we leave the Warriors, but it really just depends on what direction. Are you willing to let Clay walk? Are you willing to get rid of Andrew Wiggins? Are you willing to buy completely into Jonathan Kaminga? And you talk about being a dominant team or being a championship caliber team. Those days for the Golden State Warriors are over. To me, it's really more about whether you could be a respectable play-in playoff franchise in Steph Curry's last four or five years or whatever he chooses to play. Because to me, you have the roster capable of doing that. But in your brain, probably because you still have Steph Curry, you still have those components that were a part of your old championships, you still think that's what you are. And you'd be better service letting those go. The question to me, too, is in the quiet moments, 
after the feet picks have already been received. And you're laying in your hotel room on the road and you're staring at the wall and in the ceiling. And, and you know that it's over in Golden State in terms of like real contention. You know it. Like in, in a quiet moment, you know it. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? Are you okay as Steph Curry with the continuity of being the best warrior ever, what you've done, riding out in the city and competing for like an eight seed? Are you okay with that for the rest of your career, knowing that that's the only thing you have? is maybe a second round situation. Hmm. And then if you're not okay with that, where do you go from there? Is there a, is there a place to go from there? I wonder if Drake got feet picks. No. For sure. That's that's probably a different it's probably a different conversation. Um we haven't talked since Domas and De'Aaron didn't make the All-Star team. You guys I did try to tell you there were snubs coming. Yeah, I don't I think I don't think we thought it was both of them. We had prepared the whole day. They're going it's gonna be one of them. One of them is going to get shut out of this. We thought it was gonna be Domas because they would just lean on De'Aaron being the star, the more popular player, the guy who gets a little bit more attention. I don't think there was a single scenario in the three days leading up to that reserve announcement that we thought neither one of them would make it. Yeah, no, I didn't imagine that Carl Anthony Towns was going to get in. And you could say, well, they're number one in the West, number two in the West, depending on the day. You know, he's had a great year. But truthfully, without Rudy Gobert, if you're talking about two two all-star players on this team, Without Rudy Gobert, they're seven seed. Mm. They just are. That's who I All thought right, it was going to be. Like I thought, I yeah. thought Rudy might ultimately make it. Same, same. So I thought thought if there was a snub, it would be him. You know, obviously the Paul George we talked about and discussed. He did end up getting in. Anthony Davis. Like I don't think the Lakers should got should have gotten two. But then you say, okay, well, who's having the better year realistically? Anthony Davis is having the best year, but you can't leave out LeBron. So that's just like a a matter of logistics mm-hmm. and brand and credibility than anything else. Right. And the fans voted him well, in. LeBron, so yeah. Can't really, right. Yeah. Can't really do anything about the fans voting him in. Ultimately though, the thing that I didn't say on my video, but I want to say, cause I only had, you know, a minute and 30 seconds before Instagram cuts me off. Is like, how dumb are these coaches? How effing stupid are these casuals? that we call NBA coaches. I have less faith in them by the day. Mm. I want everyone to ask. I want, if I was in my tomfoolery at the pressers, I would be asking Trista Crick, Odyssey Sports, BetQL Network. Uh, Just wanted to know, did you vote for Demonis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox for All-Star? And then let them say no. And then say why? Yeah, we And then see what they say thousand percent because our thing was we think they'd lie yeah yeah yes. yeah oh yeah no they're definitely and then, all-stars and like, then by the are time all-stars to you yeah and then by the time a month passes you have like 16 coaches saying they voted for for Tomas and De'Aaron it's like when I went to uh Michael Chase uh, stand up in the all-star game in New Orleans and he's like uh raise your hand if you voted for Trump and he's like and no one raised their hand he goes that's statistically impossible like this yeah. is that's 
in terms of how this thing shook out nationwide, that's impossible that you guys aren't live. That's amazing. I love Michael Che. That's fantastic. What are you doing tonight? We're doing the show four to eight. Then I'm going to try to get dinner, maybe meet up with some folks, go out. My co-host, he's been in the poker room two nights straight. Uh, saw the big boss, the big bad, like at six thirty in the morning and three thirty in the morning. Oh wow! Um, that's when that guy was waking up and he had not been to sleep yet. So we'll see if we can keep that train of moving. That's what's up. Well, we love you. Thanks for joining us from Vegas. We appreciate it. And we'll be following everything you're doing and we'll connect next week. Love y'all. Go Chiefs. All right. Wow. Wow. She's doing it. Go <laughs> Chiefs. That's incredible. <laughs> Thanks, TK. <laughs> you will stop. <laughs> you wild. You got to go. Vegas right, Trist. Bye. Vegas Trist is different. We'll come back. Uh, Steelin' with KC brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, Mr. Tapia says hit up the oldest bar in Vegas. Atomic liquor. All right. I follow. So what happened is, so I, I I was telling the the chatty house during the commercial break. Obviously, we just talked to Trista Crick live in Las Vegas, covering the Super Bowl, doing Bell and Heat Check, and all of the tremendous uh, shows that she do does uh, out there. You know, with the sports book, that's all fantastic. I was telling the chatty house going back to the trip that I took in August. I think I've done a little bit of a baby face turn on Vegas. It was never a trip I liked. Casey would always say, "Let's go to Vegas. Let's go to Vegas. Let's do the show from Vegas." Blah blah blah. And be like, "Nah, man, I'm good. It's not my bag." Now I very much think it's my bag. I really do enjoy uh, Las Vegas, and I started following, like, I think, see, this is the crazy about TikTok, is I don't really use it that often, but, you know, I'll scroll through it when I'm, 
you know, doing nothing, commercial break, or I'm not intrigued by whatever's on TV. And like you, you hit the heart on something, boy, it changes your whole algorithm. And I hit the heart on like this one Las Vegas video come up. Now I get served this restaurant in Las Vegas, go to this bar in Las Vegas. These are the best resorts in Las Vegas. This is the best, this in Las Vegas. And now I feel like I've like every night I'm seeing, go to the, 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 the steakhouse, go to the, uh, you know, this atomic liquor bar or whatever it is. And, um, yeah, I've turned, I've turned, I've turned on, I've turned on Vegas. Like I like it. I'm, I'm super excited for the trip, uh, next month, but I think a a yearly Vegas trip is something I'm going to start to do more. Still not going to gamble, but if there's a show there that I want, like we're even, I don't know if this was announced yet. Let me, cause we were, we were supposed to announce something on KSFM today and I don't know if it actually got announced yet. It did. So the Usher tour has been announced. This is obviously a big week for Usher. Uh, album drops on Friday. Super Bowl halftime performance on, on Sunday. Uh, Usher announced his tour. Um, we're going to be giving away tickets over on 102.5 KSFM. Brilliantly, tickets don't go on sale until Monday, the day after the Super Bowl. But, and this has pissed us off quite a bit recently. Usher, not at the Golden One Center. Usher's not even at the Chase Center. Usher's at Oakland. He's in Oakland. And we just announced Justin Timberlake recently at the SAP Center in San Jose. And so we have all of these shows, particularly these hip-hop, these R&B shows, that are going to, you know, Drake did a couple of days in San Francisco. And I know why they're not at the Golden One Center. And shame on the Golden One Center, because y'all need to fix this. This is embarrassing that Sacramento is getting passed up for that. I saw Justin Timberlake the last time he was here. We got Justin Timberlake at the SAP Center in San Jose. We didn't even get passed up for the for 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 the dental office in San Francisco. We got passed up for the hockey arena. Hey, if any of our people at the Golden One Center are listening, shame on you. Fix this. It's a problem. But now Kenny and I are so agitated, we're like, yo, screw it. We're not going to the Bay. We're not going to Oakland. We're not, we're gonna if if we gotta if we gotta make a dest if we gotta have a destination for a show, KC's like, I'm going to LA. I'll just go watch it somewhere in LA. <laughs> cool. I'm going to Vegas. And so I hit up when we when we got alerted of the tour, I hit up Complex. Yo, when is Usher in Las Vegas? And then I got hip to the game, and this was brilliant, Luke. I should have seen this coming. Usher's not performing in Vegas. Not because of the residency he just did, but because of the residency he's about to do. So once this tour is over, he's going back to his Vegas residency. So now all of these shows that aren't coming to Sacramento and they're golden, they're going to, uh, I call it the dental office so often. What is that freaking, Chase the Chase Center. They're going to the Oakland Arena. Now they're going to the SAP Center, for God's sakes. Now it's just like, forget it. I'll go to Vegas. Kenny's going to go to L.A. because we know how much he loves L.A. Uh, shout out to our man, KC. Okay, Lake Show. I'm going to Vegas, man. And Usher performing. in Now, that, that one's a little bit different. Usher's performing in Oakland. He's not going to Las Vegas, but he's performing on a Saturday. So I might do that. Like Justin Timberlake's in San Jose on a Monday. I love JT, and unless my sister makes me go, I ain't going. I'm driving to San Jose on a Monday. 
Child, please. Golden One Center should be ashamed of themselves. It has something to do with like a relationship with Live Nation. They got to fix this. This is so embarrassing. You got one of the premier arenas in the country. You got one of the premier arenas in any city in Sacramento, and you can't book major acts here. Awful. Drake did two days in San Jose, and or two days in San Francisco, and nothing in Sacramento. Travis Scott, two days in Oakland, sold out the Golden One Center the last time he was here. Didn't even step in the building. Nicki Minaj kicks off her tour in the Bay Area, doesn't even roll through Sacramento. Absolutely embarrassing for that arena and for this city. That needs to be fixed because it didn't used to be like that. Whoever used to handle everything at the Golden One Center was flawless. You let off with Paul McCartney. You, you, you got a WWE pay-per-view here on your second night. You had all of these. You had every major act rolling through here. Kendrick Lamar, been here a couple of times, didn't miss. Now you're missing out on everything. And it's the two shows that pisses me off. Two shows from Travis Scott in Oakland, nothing here. Two shows from Drake in San Francisco, nothing here. That pisses me off. They've got to be better. The people who run that venue have to be better. And if you got to make some concessions to get back in good with Live Nation, you need to do it. Because this is ridiculous. But we were talking with Trista, not just about Las Vegas, but about the trade deadline upcoming. And she seems to think, and I actually think she's right, the major moves have already been made. And it'd be tough to make a deal that's bigger than the Pascal Siakam deal. We've waited like a year and a half for that, right? It's going to be tough to make a deal uh, for for b- b- bigger than OG and Anobi. We've been waiting two years for that. But I think this ultimately is going to come and go, and it'll be very similar to last year. Maybe a, a, a minor move will be made. Maybe no move will be made. And I wonder, I wonder if the trade deadline being over is actually a good thing for the Sacramento Kings. Because it doesn't feel like right now that the guys who have been mentioned in trade conversations, be it legitimate or fan-created, Barnes, Herter, Davion Mitchell, it doesn't feel like any of them are struggling, at least not because of an impending trade deadline. Like Kevin Herter, for the most part, has played really well. You know, his scoring still kind of goes up and down, but I don't think we've seen, oh, man, Kevin Herter was terrible. We've seen games where Kevin Herter was terrible where you just had to pull him from games because he wasn't doing anything out there. That, or Mike felt like he was doing nothing and he had to pull him from games. That that hasn't happened recently. We got this new, this brand new version of Harrison Barnes out there that's cooking. And I don't even know how realistic any trade stuff that was out there. Clearly there was something with Siakam, right? There's no... There's no, like, maneuvering. It was pretty obvious. Like, Toronto was here. There were reports of conversations. There were reports of trade discussions. There are even specific reports as to why the deal fell apart or as to to, to why Sacramento wasn't able to land that deal. That's the only, only trade scenario where Herter... And Barnes both were likely involved. Outside of that, there's been little to no indication Mike Brown has 
any interest in trading Harrison Barnes. Kevin Herter is different, though. And I think Mike Brown has had some missteps along the way with Kevin Herter, and perhaps part of that is because he really thought they might have something in Chris Duarte. It turns out they didn't. I mean, just not criticizing, just by the fact he's getting DMPs, and Mike's not going to him anymore. The whole, you know, could, 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 could Chris Duarte take over in the starting position for defensive purposes? Nope. Ain't going to do that. We tried that. We tried that, and it didn't work. But there's something about Kevin Herter that I just don't think Mike loves, and I think he wants to love a player at that two-guard position, but I don't know who the ideal player is. And it might not be an ideal player at the two-guard position. It might be the Kyle Kuzma situation where we put Kyle Kuzma in the starting lineup, you move Harrison Barnes to the bench, you put Malik Monk into the starting lineup. Maybe that gives Mike what he wants. I'm not sure. But if this trade deadline goes as quietly as we think it might, that could be a positive uh, for Sacramento. We'll talk more about that, and I'll tell you why I was worried, or check that, why I am worried about this Detroit game a little more than some of you are. That's coming up here when dealing with Casey Return on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Uh, Jason Jones set to join us coming up in about 30 minutes or so. If you want to get in on the phone lines, you definitely can. Now would be a perfect time to do it. 916-909-1320. Appreciate you tapping in if you're on the Odyssey app. 98.5 FM HD2. Shout out to everybody on 1320 AM. And, of course, the chatty house here on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, uh, and that's it. Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. That's it. We appreciate y'all. We'll get reconnected to Facebook at some time, but... Yeah, we'll deal with them when we get to them. It's another... We don't really need to be on Facebook. We're just fine over here in our our happy world of, of YouTube and Twitch. Um, we're having a conversation. Uh, lots of feedback during the uh, uh, commercial break about the impending trade deadline. And there's a, a, a couple of points worth, worth bringing up. I had mentioned that I, I feel like once this, once this thing kind of comes and goes, once this trade deadline kind of comes and goes, and I feel ultimately like that's what's going to happen uh, for Sacramento. I feel like that might be what happens around the league. You're seeing so much lying and posturing through these reports that it's clear everyone probably is just standing still because they've either grossly, overvalued a particular player or they're putting in motion something for the off season or, and this is what I'm leaning to the most, they never really had any intentions of someone unless they could get a ridiculous haul for him. Like this whole Alex Caruso, we want the OG and an deal. Sir, sit your ass down. You're not getting that. Alex Caruso, fine ball player, very good defender. Stop it. You want you want multiple picks, stop it. But that's that's all what this that's all what this is. It's posturing. And then you recognize a lot of these teams will feel like, well, we we, we can't backtrack on this, so we just won't trade the guy. Because how stupid would the Chicago Bulls look if they traded Alex Caruso for Davion Mitchell in a second round pick or Davion Mitchell in two second round picks? Like, hold up, that's not what y'all said a month ago. Y'all said you wanted the OG and an OB deal. Davion Mitchell and two second round picks isn't going to land me OG and an OB. 
But that's what these people do. They just they 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 throw stuff out there, hope it sticks, or hope somebody gets desperate and they wind up getting that asking price. Is the is the trade market broken? Do you think? Broken? I, yeah, because I feel like more so about the value and stuff like that. Because I think we can just tie it into the Rudy Gobert deal because that was the massive one. Everything's been kind of messed up since. I feel like ever since they gave up five first round picks for Rudy, like now the team, like now we're gonna have to say, well, yeah, we want a couple first round picks for Alex Caruso or something like that, or you want the OG deal. Like I feel like with all these it's, players, like even Dorian Finney-Smith, we saw the reports that the Nets were turning down two first-round picks for him. So here's here. Okay, so here's the thing with all of that. Let's go to uh, was it OG? Did I think it was Zach Lowe? Shout out Zach Lowe. He's as good of a connected NBA guy as there is. But wasn't Zach Lowe the one who said? that the Raptors turned down like four or five first-round picks for OG Ananobi? Isn't that out there somewhere? I can't remember. That there's some him. sort of like, it's an absurd number. It's not two, and I don't even think it's three. Honest to God, I think it's four. Like, Toronto turned down four picks. Does, I'll ask you all in all seriousness, do you believe that? That's 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 what all of this stuff is. You really believe that that's true? So who's putting those reports out there? So where do you think those reports are coming from then? I have no idea. I have no idea. I I don't think because what I do here's what I don't think it is. I don't think it's and and, and I'm just I'm I'm just gonna use this individual as 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 the example. I don't think Masai Jiri called um Zach Lowe and said we turned down four first round picks for OG Ananobi. It could be an agent. It could be Rich Paul trying to up the or well, I don't think it's Rich Paul anymore, but it could be it could be an agent trying to up the value of their client. Client wasn't traded. You want to keep that value high. You want to make it look really, really good. You get that out there. Oh man, I heard, and you could always frame it as, man, I heard, I heard Masai said no to four picks. I heard. You could always frame it a certain way. And that's what I feel all of this stuff is, is framing. Minnesota made a deal for the player they felt was a game changer for them. So they did it. And it, and you're absolutely right. I think it screwed up the market for a minute. Because we, like, we can point out the, um, we we'll just call them rumors or whatever, but I feel like even with these rumors too, it's just like, oh yeah, so-and-so, you're going to have to give up four first-round picks for them. It's ridiculous. Maybe. But it's like like back then, it wasn't always like, the value wasn't always like, like so, discussed like that. Rudy Gobert, Gobert is clearly the outlier, right? Because Kevin Durant, you can make sense of. It's Kevin Durant. like And he was traded, I think, for four. You can make sense of that. There aren't very many players in the league that you can make sense for trading four first-round picks for. And in Minnesota's case, Minnesota was in Minnesota was in one of those cases where what's it going to take to get Rudy Gobert? Oh, it's going to it's to get to get him off of Utah. Oh, it's going to take a bunch of picks. Like that's what it's going to take. Well, Minnesota's like, "Cool. We have them and he's the player who's going to fix things for us." So here's the deal. And they feel like we're not going to be outbid by anybody cuz we believe He's the guy who's going to get us to the to the number one seed in the Western Conference. And it was laughed at. It was ridiculed. It was destroyed. But here they are. Whether you agree with the deal or not, he's a huge part of the reason why that team is number one in the Western Conference. But that was a team who was desperate to make that deal and wasn't indicative of the actual trade market. 
Yeah, I get what you're saying right there. And so I feel like it's leveled a little bit out because I thought the Toronto-New York deal was fantastic. The the OG Ananobi. With I thought that was, I thought that was no, a, not, um, Yeah, yeah, what was that one? Yeah, that, yeah, that was it. Yeah. I thought that was a I, – I, I thought that worked. It worked for what Toronto wanted, and it worked for what – obviously New York wanted OG Ananobi. They know what direction they're going with him moving forward. And I don't think the Siakam deal is ridiculous either given the fact that – they have the ability, and everyone is obviously well aware that he's going to re-sign with them in the offseason. That's fair. If Alex Caruso does go for two first-round picks, though, I'm we're going, I quit. We're, we're going back. Yeah. Oh my God, I quit. Like this, this league is bro- so that will answer your question. If Alex Caruso goes for multiple first-round picks, yeah, the league's broken. Either that, or we just don't know basketball anymore. Because I'm trying to figure out, I can rationalize the Rudy Gobert thing. Like I get why they saw it. Part of the reason I get it is because we're seeing it. Like, I get it. Whether I agree with it or I think it was the right, whatever, like, I get it. I don't know how a coach or a general manager rationalizes Alex Caruso being the difference in our team going from here to here, going from mid-tier to top, which is essentially what Minnesota did with Rudy Gobert. I, I need to hear from the general manager who makes that deal and says, this is this is the case. Alex Caruso is going to get us from a sixth or a seventh spot to a one spot. That's why we gave up all those draft picks. You think we could see like a like an Alex Caruso bidding war, kind of back to the great Hassan Whiteside bidding war? Oh, shout like, out, just Casey. Like, like, hear me out. Just because um, Siakam's been traded, OG's been traded, like the bigger names are gone. There's probably not much on the market out there. You think we could see teams maybe do overpay? Yeah, I love that you said hear me out as if you were going to mute yourself like you were a caller. That's fantastic. Um, Jesse, let me cook for a second. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Like, But again, it goes back to what I – who? Who? What team does Alex Caruso change the fortunes of? And again, I would – I don't – I don't know that I would have argued Rudy Gobert is going to change the fortunes of any team in, in the NBA. But there's enough evidence to say whatever whatever the Timberwolves are trying to execute, it's working. I, just, I, I would just need to hear from the general manager who said, hey, Alex Caruso's the one. This is the one that's going to take us here from, you know, six, seven, eight. To solidly one or two. They had Monty McNair was at the podium. Said I gave up the two first round picks and Kevin Herter for Caruso because I thought it'd take us over the hump. Need to hear it. I, I, I need to. I need to. I need to hear it. And like Minnesota, I'm gonna need to see it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough thing with a, Minnesota too. That took a you took you a year. It and took half. time. Yeah, it took time, and you were laughed at for a good stretch of that time. But kudos to them. They stayed the course. They went through their coaching change which obviously that got a certain level of controversy to it, but it's, 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 it has gotten them to this point right now where they are competing for the top spot in the Western Conference. The problem with them now also is when the playoffs get here, what are you going to do? Like Because you're graded differently because of that trade. Like you're, you're getting all of the darling media attention because they all had your back for whatever reason. I have no idea why. But they all had your back through all of this. Well, at some point, you you get to one, two, but you lose in round one? That's not going to be the return on four first-round picks. Getting to the regular season, getting the, to the top of the conference in the regular season, 
that's not going to get you the return on four first-round picks. You're going to have to be, or five or whatever it was, you're going to have to be successful in the postseason to get that return. And you can't have a situation over the next, it's obviously not going to happen this year, but you can't have a situation over the next two years or three years where Utah passes you. Yeah, I know. That's no good. Yeah, because if Utah passes you, that's that's a problem. So, so you mentioned earlier in the show too that you're fine with them not making a deal coming up, but the off season, like, like it's go time. Well, yeah, like at some point, if you don't do anything right now, at some point, if you're Monty McNair, you have to decide how are we moving forward. And I think, I don't think it's as simple as saying, okay, look, we're a 47, 48, 49 win team. We know. That's the floor of this team. You could have rationalized that to me last year. You could have said, at at worst, this team is going to win 47, 48, 49 games next year. I would have believed you. I think you're really pushing your luck, saying we're going to run it back again and that we're going to be a 47, 48, 49 win team because you already have the situations that we outlined where Oklahoma City is better. Oklahoma City is better than I thought they would be at, at this time frame, right? So I could see them being just as good as they are right now next year. Minnesota, we'll see. The Clippers, we'll see. Denver, I expect to be there. Phoenix, because the, I don't know. What does New Orleans do next? What do the Lakers do next? What do the Dallas Mavericks, can the Dallas Mavericks string anything together in an offseason that makes them better? What are we aiming for if the Kings don't make a move for the rest of the season? What is what is the goal? What is what is, like what's the fifth? End? For me, it's being in the top six. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.